Welcome to Murder, She Don't, the movie podcast where we watch horror films because I love them, but she don't. And then we talk about them because I do like talking and he does too, as long as it's about horror movies. Today we're talking about the 2012 film Sinister. Yeah. Directed by Scott Derrickson, written by C. Robert Cargill and Scott Derrickson, and starring Ethan Hawke and some other people. Sure. Uh, content warning before we get too far into this. Uh, lots of jump scares. Lots of jump scares, like too many jump scares. P- building tension throughout the entire movie. Like, I don't even mind uh, jump scares, and there's just too many in here, and they're, yeah. some of them are really stupid. Anyway, jump scares. Uh, there is children's death, uh, and some of the deaths that they show are pretty... Graphic. Yeah, it's not it's not a ton of blood, but it's... Disturbing. It's disturbing, yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, creepy kids, uh, they blame everything on like a pagan God. So if you're, you know, get uh, upset by kind of blaming everything on pagan, it's not a real pagan God from my understanding. It's, it's, okay. um, anyway, but yeah. And would you recommend this one? No, no, I would not. <laughs> you were terrified this whole this movie. This is, I think the scariest movie I, I think I've ever, I've ever watched. I like I, I required movie. you to move over to mm-hmm. our little itty bitty couch that we have instead of staying in your chair because I was like I I, I considered taking anxiety meds <laughs> halfway through this movie and I was like nah I, I can do it I can do it um yeah no I didn't like it yeah I I like this movie I like I said a minute ago though there are too many jump scares in this movie I like I said I don't mind jump scares but some of these are dumb they're bad jump scares they're not they're not there to like help with the movie they're there to just be like ha boo mm-hmm. you know like sometimes a jump scare is really what you need you've built up so much tension and you need to relieve some blah, blah 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 this one they're just doing it for i don't know like to be more scary i guess and it it to me at least jump scares start losing their impact after the fifth or sixth one yeah. you know and there's seriously at least six jump scares in this movie Oh, God, at least. But uh, I do like the movie. I think it's otherwise pretty well done. I thought if you, like, a re-edit of this movie could probably be pretty good. Um, but it, it's it's fine as it is. Mm-hmm. So to get into the story, uh, Ethan Hawke is a true crime writer, uh, Ellison Oswalt, which is one of those writery names yeah. where you're like... Mm. Is that your real name? I hope that's a pen name he uses because it's so, like... Yeah, but his wife calls him Ellison, too. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Anyway, he decides to... He's he's a true crime writer who had, like, one really big hit book yes. about 10 years before and hasn't really got much to follow up on. Nope. Right? He keeps trying, but nothing Kentucky really... Kentucky Blood. Yeah, he wrote the book Kentucky Blood. Um, but he writes about, you know, all these horrible events that have happened to families or people. And so that's what he's there for. They're moving into a new house because there was a murder in this town. A family of four was hung from a tree. And the fifth uh, son or daughter or the daughter, daughter, the other person in the family disappeared. And nobody's been able to find her ever since. Mm -hmm. And so he moves to this town because he's like, I want to write about this family. And his wife is like, okay, but like. Last time we did this, you moved us two houses down from the murder house. And he's like, don't worry, I didn't do that this time. No, because this is the murder. This is the fucking fucking murder house. house. Like, So the way this family was killed, and they show it kind of in a Super 8 film at the beginning, is that they are 
um, hung from a noose in They're a tree. They're dangling from, from the... Um, branch. From the branch with, like... They're standing on tippy toes, mm-hmm. but they like it's not enough to hang them. Yeah. Yet. But then you see that there's somebody sawing off a different branch on the tree that's where with... all of the the ropes are tied. So yeah. it's like a counterweight. Yeah. So and then they slowly start raising up the tree when the branch falls and you slow like that you watch them like they're kicking their legs, kicking their legs, kicking their legs until they're not. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, that was kind of creepy. Really well uh, effective. Um, and so, yeah, he was moved. Them. It was the worst Rube Goldberg device <laughs> ever. Anyway, he has moved them into this house, which still has the tree out back and it still has the branch that was cut hanging yeah. from it. And I'm like, that seems weird. Doesn't what the of uh, the real estate, the real estate person agent would have done been like, some okay, landscaping. Do yeah. Like yeah. But cut uh, down the entire tree. So it doesn't look like, you know. So he starts investigating like what happened here and he finds when they're moving in a box of Super 8 films up in the attic and they've got like names like there's like five tapes or five videos there or five whatever's um, reels. That's what they're called. Reels. Yep. Uh, one is called like, <laughs> what is it? They're all like really innocent names like pool party and then it has a year mm-hmm. and then like painting the garage or something and it has Cutting a the year. Lawn. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Mowing the lawn. Is yeah. So he watches the first one and he realizes it's a tape that the killer took or somebody took. Uh, well, like it starts off with the family mm-hmm. being recorded from like a distance. And he's like, who recorded this? And then it cuts like the film cuts the, the Super 8 film cuts to they're hanging. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's going on? And he realizes that it's kind of it's a snuff film, basically. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, my God, the killer filmed this and stored I, it in the attic yeah. for the new owners to find. And I'm like, those are souvenirs. They're coming back. Like, yeah. get your family out. Just get your family out. Just leave at that point because those are souvenirs. And it's not just that murder either. Yeah. Like, he watches the next one and it's a different family. From about 10 years earlier or so. Yeah. And it, it, like, has... um some similarities there's like imagery mm-hmm. um that is involved that he he's there's finding. like a symbol drawn on a wall in one and on a car in another mm-hmm. and like there's all these different uh connections um but they're from all over the place and like through decades basically and he he he's not friends with the law enforcement in the town, the sheriff comes by and he kind of nods to the house and he's like, I think this is inappropriate. I think this is disgusting because he knows that this author is writing a book about this mm-hmm. murder, this this family who was murdered here. And um, he's moved into the house. Yeah. And so, like, the law enforcement doesn't like him. He, he did not paint a great picture in Kentucky blood of the law enforcement's handling of the case. And he, you know, a lot of true, true crime writers, true, like online sleuths or whatever, get, get a bad rap from the law enforcement because there's obstruction of justice and Mm -hmm. you're getting in the way of the investigation. Like, just let us figure it out. And by the way, the the detective or the the sheriff, that's the word. Sheriff is played by Fred Thompson, former um, presidential candidate. Really? Yeah, he ran for president in 2008. 
uh, for a Republican. And then he started in this movie in 2012? Mm-hmm. And he died in 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. That was quite an eventful last few years, man. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, just a, a backstory of that. But there is a deputy, I think, deputy so-and-so, right? Yeah, the, the, they, they never give him an actual <laughs> name. He's deputy so-and-so he's or a big just fan. the deputy, I think, in the credits. Yeah, he's a big fan. And he's like, could, could you, you know, like if I help you, you know, I can get you stuff that you need from because our sheriff is not going to cooperate but i'll cooperate with you and it might take a little bit longer because i have to do it on the download but like you could you could thank me you know when you say i couldn't have done this without deputy so-and-so and so Mm -hmm. he starts calling him deputy so-and-so and that's super cute anyway so um why was i bringing up the cops (laughs) i got off on a tangent um So as he's watching the first films, right, he's he's realizing what he has here. He he has a son and a daughter, mm-hmm. and his son suffers from night terrors. Mm-hmm. And so he hears kind of thumping in the attic, and he's like, that's weird. And then he goes into the hallway and sees a box, and the box moves. And it's like, what? And so he goes towards the box, and the box opens up, and his son is, like, screeching, like, demonically. Like- Tilting his head back. Like, and... almost as if he's having a seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as not as violent as a grand mall. But he's clearly not conscious, not, you know, he looks mm-hmm. possessed. And so he grabs him and is like, we have to get outside, we have to get outside. And so he's cradling his son, who's like 13, 12, 13. Yeah, probably 11, 12, somewhere around there. Yeah. Maybe 13 at the oldest. So he scoops him up, takes him outside, and is like, look at the stars, look at the stars. And so he comes to, and he's like, what happened? And he's like, you you were sleepwalking again. You had night terrors. You had another one. It's been such a long time. So anyway, that was terrifying. His daughter likes to paint on walls. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, they were talking about the night terrors. And she's like, oh, I've had one of those. And he goes, no, you haven't. We've, we would have known if you had one. And I'm like... You're not listening to your daughter. <laughs> um, so he keeps watching these tapes. And then it gets to the point where uh, his kids find out what happened in the town mm-hmm. and start drawing pictures of what they're hearing ha- happened. And um, the deputy comes by and he's freaking out and he goes, I thought something was in my house. At that night and I found my I, like I woke up on the couch holding a bat mm-hmm. and he's like okay what did ha, you need somebody to talk to does your does your wife know you th- thought somebody and he kind of looks at him and he's like your wife doesn't know this is the house huh and he goes nope he goes that is not a conversation I want to be around for or I want to have or something like that and it's like uh yeah no neither do I and it's just it's really cute their relationship together but anyway the kids are um his his kids are being affected by it the boy more so he's having uh night terrors um but he keeps waking up like he shuts down the projector Turns off everything, goes to bed, locks his office door, because that's the rule. The kids aren't allowed in there, and he's supposed to lock the door. Right, because, you know, 
he's investigating horrendous murders. So. He's got yeah, he's got documents and he, pictures and stuff everywhere. But here's the thing: he thought he was he was uh, investigating one murder, and mm-hmm. this is like a whole serial killer. Yeah, he, so he starts thinking on. about like, hey, these are all the same person. That's why all these tapes are here. And he's got to been he has to have been operating for like 50 years. So he does eventually figure out the symbol and gets in touch with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is shortly in this movie. (laughs) He's just on a Zoom call for this movie Um, and is like, hey, that's okay. I'll take I'll take Vincent D'Onofrio any way I can take him. Yes. Um, (laughs) He 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 tells him about like, okay, this symbol is involved with a pagan god called Bagul and he is a you know child leader and it, it's probably some sort of cult thing the, the he the the Vincent D'Onofrio's character quickly puts together that he's talking about multiple murders and he's like oh well that's weird that with there's such a big difference in the time period then my guess is it's probably like a cult thing it's like these people working together or like an initiation ritual or something like that deputy so and so calls him out on it he's like wait you're saying that this serial killer is 70 years old and he's like yeah and then Vincent D'Onofrio is like, dude, no, it makes better sense. Like, mm-hmm. when you hear hoofbeats, don't think of zebras, think of horses. Like, yeah. it just makes better sense that it's a cult. And so he does find a, what, uh, the bo- the top of the box. And there's some child drawings in there mm-hmm. of the murdered families and somebody named Mr. Boogie standing beside. Boogie, the ghoul. Yeah. You, you see where they're going. Anyway, uh, so... He starts seeing, like, in reflections of like in the tapes, car yeah. windows and in mirrors as he's walking down the hall. He sees this kind of face that looks almost like um, Draven from The Crow, um, but mixed with, like, wh- who he, else? He ma- it made me think of, like, a slipknot, not, not a slipknot mask. Sure. Or, like, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. Something, something like this. And Very it was just... pale white and, like... It looks, Black around the eyes. Yeah, like very Huge intentionally nose. creepy looking weird yes. uh, uh, Halloween mask. That right. sort of thing. Right, generic Halloween yeah. mask. And um, so he keeps like, and <laughs> this is not how any of this. He films on digital. Yes, the, yeah. So the eight millimeter film being projected, and then he puts it on his computer so he can zoom in and enhance picture. <laughs> and so he zooms in on the face, and it this really creepy uh, shot of him getting a phone call. And as he's on the phone being distracted, otherwise, uh, Bagul looks at him mm-hmm. like he pauses the video but the video moves and it's so it's like a little bit of paranormal activity a little bit of found footage we i was like what is sinister about and you're like i don't know but now it's another <laughs> found footage which i instead of watching somebody's home videos we're, we're watching, watching somebody Hawk watch somebody's, somebody's home, home videos <laughs> yes um but yeah it, it it's it's kind of creepy how like that was a really cool shot. I think they spent a lot of budget on that one. And he keeps uh, this movie's only made for three million bucks, which yeah. like it looks really nice. Like it's a nice looking film. Yes. Very dark, very rich color. Uh, when like muted colors, but like the I don't know. The, I just was like, wow, the picture on this is really nice, clear. Yeah, yeah. Especially I guess especially after watching Paranormal Activity, where everything looked like a foot because there was mainly a foot on the screen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
So like creepy stuff is happening to him. Like yeah. he wakes up in the middle of the night and the film projector is set up is with on. film playing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I put that up. And then it happens again later when he's like, definitely put everything away. And then he hears thumping in the attic and he goes back up to the attic and he finds the extended cuts. Well, I think he finds those after they leave, don't they? Mm. Yeah, because remember he... Okay, so this creepy shit keeps happening to him. There's this really great part where the like the ghost kids that's that's what i'm trying to get to how does he know about the kids because he finds out about the kids and that's when they kind of chase him around his own well he sees he falls part of when he hears something up there he goes up there and falls through the ceiling and he's recording with his camera or with his phone while he's looking around and he notices that when he watches that video, there are hands reaching up and grabbing him and pulling him down. Yes. That's the first instance where we're like, wait a minute, what's happening with these kids? And I was thinking that the kids are trying to get him away from Bagul. Yeah. Like these spirits of these other kids are trying to get him away. And we see little clips of these little, the other kids. Yes. Um, the ones who each one of these families who were murdered, one of their kids disappeared. Mm-hmm. Did not was not seen again, and the more we learn about Bagul, the more it's you know he eats children, and so the thought I think what they're kind of suggesting is that Bagul has stolen one of these kids to eat. Right. Um, they eventually I don't know what the thing that finally makes him snap is. Oh, I think Bagul actually appears to him. Okay. If I remember right, Bagul actually appears in front of him. Yeah, and then the kids are sitting around watching, and Bagul like comes out of the camera for that's a moment. That's right. That's right. Okay. And like, so he sees the kids there. There's this awesome scene, but right leading up to that, where the kids, the ghost kids, are like in the house, and his daughter sees one, and, and they're they're telling her to shh, and they're and like it's slow. Creepy as fuck. They're moving in slow motion around mm-hmm. him. It just it's really cool, creepy, really effective. I like that scene a lot. I'm getting goosebumps like thinking about it. Yes. It's it's very effective. Um beautifully shot. I think the kids had a lot of fun mm-hmm. running around. I was like he's either moving really slow while they're like hee like just booking it <laughs> or you know like they they fix it in post and they're like run and Yeah, I think there was it looked like it was a composite shot of like here's the Ethan Hawke performance, yeah. here's the kid performance and they layer him on top of each other. Yeah. At least that's what it looked like to me because the kids also had kind of a glow. Yes. Like they were in different lighting yeah. which made them kind of glow like a spirit. Anyway, Bagul appears to him, he freaks out, grabs all the camcorder stuff or the the Super 8 stuff, runs downstairs, sets it on fire and is like we're getting the fuck out of here. Pack up the kids. We're leaving. Yeah, pack the car. Get the kids. We did Let's forget go. to mention something. Uh-oh. He did figure out earlier in the movie that one of the families had moved into the house where the next family was murdered. Yes. Or the last family was murdered or something. They like they all lived at the same house at one point or another, but he doesn't know all of them did yet. He just knows one of them moved from a murder house to a new house and then was murdered. Yes. So they moved to back to their old home and that's when the deputy so-and-so is calling him and is like, hey, 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 he keeps calling him and he's not answering and he's not answering, he's not answering. Ethan Hawke is moving in, he goes up to the attic to put some stuff away and there's the whole box again. The, the box that he burnt. Only now... It has the extended cuts. They have the video, the, the films with extended cuts. And so... He starts watching them. He starts watching the first one, and he realizes that, like, 
it's the kid. The other kid from the family is the one who kills them, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. They like it, the first kid co- comes up and to the camera at when after killing their family, and in each one he does that, and then the deputy so and so calls him and is like, "Hey, you just moved." I've been trying to contact you because All every day. every yeah. one of these families, after they moved, that's when they get murdered. So you are now on this guy's list mm-hmm. because you moved away from the house. He talks to Vincent D'Onofrio again. Vincent D'Onofrio is like, uh, I don't remember what he talks to him about, but he does talk to him the again. The images. Oh, he starts talking about the images It's really associated. hard to find because mm-hmm. uh, it, it is thought that the kids... You know, he's like a Pied Piper, right? So he gets the kids because he eats kids. And the kids will go into the image with... Yeah, you can't find many images of Bagul because most of them were destroyed. Right. And so Ethan Hawke's like, oh, I got to destroy all the the files on my computer and I got to destroy the tapes and I got to do all this stuff. So he Which he does. Deletes everything and then deletes the, like, recycling bin and... (laughs) He's like, okay, I'm done. And then... And then he starts getting woozy. Mm-hmm. And looks in his glass, and there's glow-in-the-dark liquid in the glass. And he throws the cup, and you can see the glow-in-the-dark. And he picks up, because some, like, his daughter makes him tea or coffee or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think she made this drink, but it, he picks up a little handmade card, and it says, Good night, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Creepy. And he, he falls asleep and he wakes up and she's tied her her brother, her mom and dad up. Tells I don't think him, we see the brother, but the brother is in there. I think you just see his feet or something. But anyway, um, the, she tells him like, hey, I'm going to make you famous again and pulls out an axe and murders the family. And then gets sucked into the eight millimeter film that is playing. After drawing all over the walls in blood. Yes. Uh, yeah. And she gets sucked into... The thing, and now there's a new tape up in the attic called House Painting or whatever, but with that year on it, 2012 or whatever. And then there's another fucking pointless bagul jump scare right at the last second. And I'm like, oh man, like that was pretty good until that stupid jump scare, but whatever. But that's sinister. What'd you think of sinister? I hated it. <laughs> I I really I really should have taken an anxiety pill. Um, I don't. My body. I know I can sense when a jump scare is happening, right? Mm-hmm. The the screeching violins, the this, the that. You know they're building up. They're building up. They're building tension. And my body holds tension in a very physical way. Um, what? No, let's keep going. Okay. Uh, my, my body holds tension in a very physical way. And so the entire movie, I was just like all of my muscles like every mm-hmm. single one was tensed um you never sit with me on our little <laughs> tiny couch and uh i was like nope you need to pause it and you need to come over um we have you know a youngin and we have two kids but like a youngin and we kept getting interrupted mm-hmm. so we had to pause and get her i'm thirsty so we had to get her um, drink of water. A drink of water or, or whatever. And I was like, oh, good. It's TikTok time because I needed something to to just distract me from the tension that had built over the course of like, how long is this movie? Two fucking almost, long? Almost two hours, yeah. <laughs> but I had like, 
if you like scary movies, this is a good one. This is this is really scary. Um, however, I don't, and so <laughs> I I I like the way that it was shot. I just wish I could have enjoyed it more. But because of the way my body holds tension, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I I hate it. I'm sorry. Baby. I hate it. It it was it was like a combo of paranormal mm-hmm. activity. And less boring, less boring. Yes, because there's a plot outside of just the found footage. You're mm-hmm. not just watching the found footage. Um, but it was that plus like it had a very strangers feel to it, like the home invasion type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and creepy kids, damn it. Like yeah. fucking <laughs> creepy big, kids. I didn't know there were creepy kids in this one. I would have oh, warned God. you going in if I had known. Like that's a really big part of this. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> like I said, I had never seen this one before. So yeah. What did you think? Overall, I really like this movie. Uh, There's a couple of big complaints. I already talked about the jump scares and just how there's too many. And, you know, there's a point where, like, I don't even mind jump scares. Sometimes you want a jump scare. There's too many in this movie. It's Mm -hmm. too, like, you can't keep hitting that well over and over and over again. You do a really good job of building up the creepiness. Just let us sit with the creepiness for a little bit instead of, like, bah, jump scare. Bah, jump scare. It just keeps happening to And the other thing is that... Bagul looks bad. Like, I'm not a fan of... Like, he looks... I shouldn't say bad. He ge- Generic. He looks so generic. Like, this is a generic-ass-looking monster. And when you keep popping his face in our thing to do a jump scare, I'm, I every time I'm just like, oh, it's fucking mummy guy again. or You know what I mean? Like, he looks like something off of Big Bad Beetleborgs or something <laughs> like that. Like that? Wow, deep cut for yes. that reference. Whew. Like, seriously, it looks like a generic Slipknot mask or it's just very cheap looking. Um, if you're going to, like, keep going to that well, make it a little bit more interesting. Give us a little bit more of a jump scare on something the picture, different. The picture quality is so good on mm-hmm. this movie. And, like, I understand it's 8 millimeter or whatever, but when he is actually in front of you, there should be some texture, some details, some, yeah. you know. And they might like have tried to do it, but it doesn't turn. come through very well. Yeah, instead of a jump scare, a slow turn. Because jump scares, it only works if it's not sustained, right? Mm-hmm. So you're only seeing him for seconds. Yeah. Literal, like, bits of seconds at a time. And it's it's not... I understand why, because the design wasn't that great, but, mm-hmm. like... It's just very generic looking. If they had spent a little more time on that, I probably would have hated it even more. <laughs> Uh, but I do have to say, Ethan Hawke is really good. He's a great He's actor, really good, does yeah. really good in this. Uh, the kids are really good, the the ghost kids especially. Like, they don't get to say much or anything, really. But they're... What are you talking about? They say shh all yeah. the time. <laughs> they do say shh a lot. But they, they look cool and they, I don't know. There's that, like I said, that one scene where he's walking through the house and the ghost kids are always, like, just behind his field of vision is really cool. Um, I don't know, I... I like this movie for the most part, but I am so disappointed by the just the unimaginative jump scares and the unimaginative monster that it definitely is going to cost it a few points and when it comes to to grade it. But otherwise, I think it's worth watching. So would you do a menu based on this one? Yes, I would do a wheel of brie Mm -hmm. and some black plums. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, what was it? Oh, the red 
red plum cots. Oh yeah, that I got. Uh, not because it's tied to the movie, but that's what I bought. And <laughs> I'm I. We're gonna post something to the yes! goddamn Instagram. Damn it! Yes. Um. But yeah, I I'm look forward to that. I mean, the only thing I can remember them they have breakfast and coffee. The coffee yeah. is the big thing. Yeah. And the tea. I don't think he's drinking tea though. I think no, he's, he's drinking coffee because they do the, like the whole French press and everything. Right, but like when he sees the the glow in the dark, uh-huh. I thought it was like whiskey or something. Like oh, he, he does drink a, a lot drink. of whiskey in yeah. this too. But yeah, anyway, any anything else for the menu? Yeah, no. Right. Well, let's get to the grading portion of the show. On a scale of one to ten, what kind of grading should we use? One to ten bagools. One to ten creepy ass kids. One to ten family members murdered on Super 8 video. One to ten snuff films. Ugh. One to ten... Uh, oh, Super 8 films. Just We could just do Super 8 films. Why? I don't know, because they look cool. All right, one to ten Super 8 films. One to ten Super 8 films. Uh, reels, if Reels, yeah. One to ten one reels. To ten reels. Uh, like I said, I think this movie is pretty effective for the most part. I think this movie... If it weren't for Bagul looking boring and it weren't for the overuse of the jump scares, this movie would probably be a pretty strong seven. I think I'm going to give it a six, though, because once again, those two big complaints, the jump scares are just we get it. Do something a little bit different. Like, I don't know. I just I become annoyed at a certain point where I'm just like, motherfucker, like the last one especially is so cheesy. You just did this really good movie. Like, this really effective, you know, it gets to you, it gets under your skin, and then you leave us with a Halloween at SeaWorld scream fest, or whatever, the hollow scream, or whatever, <laughs> monster face. <laughs> and that's it. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it six uh, Super 8 reels. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, like... Like I said, this is like probably the scariest movie I think I've ever seen. Um, just with how my my like my physical reaction to jump scares. Um, it this one was hard to take. So I this isn't the most disturbing one though. Like if we're talking movies that I don't want to watch again mm-hmm. because of the creep factor. Like, yeah, this has a lot of creepy kids in it. However, Dr. Sleep, I think, has my, like, that that one, I, oh, I think about it a lot. That, that was a better movie, yeah. That was a better movie. Um, I think about it a lot, but I don't, oh, God, I'm, my body's doing it again. <laughs> that That one affected me mentally and physically. This one just did physical damage you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i my muscles were sore the next day (laughs) um i it did bludgeoning damage not psychic damage correct (laughs) correct so do we know what i scored dr sleep no that i've only got the season two and beyond of the show all right your scores um, I want to say you gave it like a seven or eight, though. You, you scored it pretty high because you were like, this is a pretty well-made movie. If, if I remember right, it's been a long time. It's been three years since we watched yeah, that. Yeah, for real. 
Um, if given the choice, I would definitely watch Doctor Sleep again, but I still don't. I, I think it needs to be like five more years before mm-hmm. <laughs> before I do. Um, I I really liked, even though I hated the creepy kids, I loved that them in slow mo and Ethan Hawke in in real time. I loved that scene, um, just because I was like trying to get myself out of the world of the movie a little mm-hmm. bit. And I was like, this must have been super fun for them to shoot. And, you know, having kids on set, you want to have fun with them. Um, and it just, I, I couldn't envision it being just, okay, today is running day. Let's go. Um, yeah, I, ugh. I don't like scary movies. I'm going to give it a one, one, <laughs> one super eight reel because I never want to watch this one again ever. But, and that's mainly because it was so scary. Yeah. For me. And, which I do. I, I didn't know this beforehand. I did look up like, you know, do how, how does it rank kind of? And it's like the scare of IMDb's like 50 scariest movies or whatever. It got the number one slot, mm-hmm. which, Hey, that's, that's an accomplishment. So, like, my threshold isn't as as <laughs> as weak as I think it is. Yeah, this is this is this is from all reports a very scary movie. So I'm vindicated. <laughs> all right, so that is this week's episode. Yeah. Unless you want to say anything about Sin- anything else about Sinister, uh, no, no, don't want to think about it anymore. No. Now we get to dump it out and don't have to think about it ever again if you yes. want. Until we watch a sequel. Anyway, so is there uh, a sequel? There is a sequel to this. All Fuck the only that person who shit. Bring, the only person who comes back is uh, Deputy So and So. Fuck that shit. I love Deputy So and So, but no, I'm not no. Mm mm. It'll be five years. So look forward <laughs> to that during season eight. Season eight. Yes. <laughs> All right, so Shit, if no. you enjoy the if you enjoyed the episode, share it with your friends and family. Check us out on Twitter at Murder She Don't Want, Instagram, TikTok at Murder She Don't. Join us next week where we're going to watch. Um, I we haven't discussed it yet. There is a movie I saw recommended um, from somebody on TikTok, I think, called Starry Eyes that I saw was on Peacock. Okay, I have no idea what. I'm once again going in blind on this one. Was there anything you wanted to do? We did just watch a very terrifying movie for you, so. <laughs> well, um, is is next week starting my birth month? Uh, let's see. I think so. Because <laughs> I have a plan. <laughs> uh oh. That's always terrifying. Uh, yes, the next week will will be your birth month. <laughs> okay so i think because i've been such a good sport <laughs> and i've watched three years of of movies mm-hmm. of a genre that i hate um what genre of movie do you hate <laughs> Man, I hate horror films. We should just watch horror films for the <laughs> podcast about horror films. I was thinking that we could do a whole like 90s rom-com, 80s, 90s rom-com type of movies that affected me when I was little that you haven't seen. And I have a whole list. Um, remember that list that I yeah. was like, have you seen this one? Have you seen that one? I had to knock off a couple of them, but... There's some. I think I could fill the month of July 
with uh... a... <laughs> uh, all right, if, if that's what you want to do. Um... I mean, I also have uh, a listener request. request. Uh-huh. Uh, Ty West's X or Tin, I guess. Uh, is that the one that just came out? I don't know. They said it's a throwback to Texas Chainsaw, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I'm like, Texas Chainsaw, it's fine. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, actually, I really did want to see that one. I've heard really good things about it. So we can either do that one and then my month of rom-coms. A whole month of rom-coms, huh? Yes. After we already did a whole month and a week of I've done three whole years. (sighs) Ah. Of horror right. movies, sir. Right. Well, next week we'll do what? What do you want to do then? I don't know. If you're like, mm. uh, it's fine. No, we can we can do uh, the the rom coms. What do you, what do y'all think, audience? <laughs> if you want to listen to four episodes of us listening to or watching rom coms? Well, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be rom coms. Okay. I just I don't have my list in front of me, so I can't just be like. Okay. Movies I liked in the eighties <laughs> and nineties. Well, then, do we want to do X next week and then do the lists? Sure. Or, okay. So join us next week where we're going to watch the fairly new film by Ty West. Is it streaming or do we have to? Go I to believe it's on streaming. Okay, good. Um, called X, just the letter X. Yeah, that's why I was like, is it ten, like the Roman numeral? But anyway, X. Anyway, so we'll uh, join us for that, and then the week following, we'll start our. Happy birthday to Happy she. Happy birthday to she uh, movies that she loves. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, remember, don't, don't worry, worry, Daddy. daddy. I'll, I'll make you famous, famous again. again. <laughs> 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 that was pretty creepy. I don't like it. Hi. Daddy.